Well, hello everyone and happy Sunday, baby. My name is Lenny. This podcast is about everything that I want to talk about and hopefully you want to listen to. And today we're going to talk about why your New Year's resolutions are on sale. The upgrade is only 10% off. And we'll be talking today about the history of New Year's resolutions, what people are promising themselves, my own personal New Year's resolutions, maybe to hold myself accountable. <laughs> and we'll be listening to a few success stories of people who actually managed to go through with their New Year's resolutions. Um, but before we get into the episode, let's all take a big breath in and a long breath out. And take our first sip of morning coffee and let's get right into it. So let's start with the New Year's resolutions I made for myself this year. And yes, they are also already 10% off, meaning I did maybe 90% of them. How far along are we in the year? Two weeks. How long is the year? 52 weeks. See, it's only 50 more to go. Um, but what is a New Year's resolution? You guys know it's a promise to do something differently in the new year. And I think as a culture, it's very important that we all have this moment of pause where we can just reflect on um, on the past year and just are forced to take a breather. I mean, the holidays are just before and frankly, who is doing anything between Christmas and New Year's? Um, and just for this one week out of the year, um, to reflect on our goals, to reflect on our journey. And I always think that the 1st of January is a great place to start because, you know, when you have this feeling when you're like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna start working out at exactly 7 o'clock and then it's 7.03 and you're like, oh man, I guess I have to wait until 7.15. And that's how it feels for the 1st of January. It's kind of the perfect time to start. Um, and I've made a few promises to myself and um, a few of them I've already made throughout the last year. Um, but without further ado, here they are. I would like to quit social media. I know this comes as a shocker because I made a whole episode on why I should quit social media. And <laughs> um, it was still hard for me. I was finding myself spending hours and hours on scrolling mainly on Instagram and listening to YouTube videos. I even would try to fall asleep with YouTube videos because it was just very calming to um, have somebody talk. And I know that a lot of people are even falling asleep with podcasts or YouTube videos or falling asleep with the TV on or whatever. And I saw a video of someone doing a dopamine detox. Um, basically what it is that it excludes any outside sources that might cause a hike in uh, dopamine and it resets your receptors um, I'm not gonna go into deeper but basically these people are not uh, partying excessively not drinking mainly um, just reading books meditating um, not going on not watching any TV not going on a phone obviously not going on social media and he was also in the YouTube video talking about how it fixes sleep schedule because since he couldn't use social media anymore to fall asleep, he had to fall asleep by himself and that it took some time getting used to, but he's a much calmer sleeper now. And so, yeah, uh, that's what I wanted to do. I'm still, I'm not 
going on Instagram at all. I've already broken this promise, but I'm I deleted the app and I'm not going as much as I used to go. And the second thing is obviously for me YouTube and so I promised myself that I could still watch certain channels, certain people that I wanted to keep up with, but mainly for just the sake of it being a background noise I'm not gonna watch it anymore and for the most part it's it was 10% off. <laughs> the second thing I wanted to do is learn Hindi. Um, I, as you guys know, live in India. I speak a little bit of Hindi and I used to be better at it. But I've never really sat down and took the time to really internalize the language like I've done with some other languages so that it's, it gets into your brain and that you can always come back to it. Now I have the feeling that when I move away from India, um, my Hindi would be wiped out completely because it's not at the level where, you know, after a certain, when you learn foreign languages, after a certain level, um, even if you've not spoken it for years, you can always come back to it and not necessarily speak it, but understand whatever people are saying. And that's the level I would like to achieve. The next thing, doing yoga. Um, I've had chronic back pain for as long as I can remember during my teenage years. It started and the only time in my life where I really did not have it was when I did a 30-day yoga journey. Um, there's a YouTube channel called Yoga with Adrienne and every new year she brings out a video every single day for the month of January. The first one is kind of um, uh, a video to set the mood but for the for the rest of it it just gets you into yoga and i've done one at the start of quarantine i mean obviously you don't have to wait for the first of january she still has all of them up on her um on her youtube channel and after i've done it for 30 days really my muscles on my back were feeling so differently and then i didn't keep it up so that's something i would want to work on and it's been going well so far and then the last thing Honestly, there's so many other things in my life that I wanted to work on. Um, going out more, um, trying new things more, even though I'm always like, is it? do I really want to or is it just a societal pressure of what I should be doing in my 20s? But um, I read a book that you should only set um, six goals. And when you start your day, you should make a list of six items that you want to accomplish and obviously put the the main ones on top that you want to accomplish. So because even if you accomplish smaller goals, you would think that, um, okay, I get into mood of accomplishing things, I feel better about myself and everything, but actually it also drains your energy from the bigger goal. So you should always start with the biggest goal at first and then move your way down. That's why I kept the list short. Um, is getting my more routine in the morning. Um, I've seen a lot of videos over the years about morning routines and frankly I just... I used to just roll out of bed, put my clothes on and go to work. <laughs> and uh, I don't think I'll ever be a full morning person because my work starts quite early. Um, I mean, we start at 7.45. I leave the house by 7.15, 7.30. Um, but there's this app that I downloaded and I even, <laughs> I know I paid for a yearly subscription and then I canceled the subscription in case I forget to cancel it next year. Um, and it helps you keep track of your routines, not only your morning routine, but even uh, an afternoon routine to work on my studies and a nighttime routine. And frankly, I've been keeping up my morning routine, which was my goal. And then in the evening I get too tired and don't uh, 
keep up my uh, evening routine but um, it's still fun you can like click on the little items and tick off whatever you've already accomplished and you feel good about yourself so um, that's how I've been doing and um, maybe some of these uh, goals are interesting to you maybe they inspire you um, I don't think they're that out of the ordinary <laughs> But yes, uh, and I really had um, fun making this uh, podcast because we'll get right into the history of New Year's resolutions. And also, I think I want to hold myself accountable. I'll be creating mini episodes to keep you guys updated on my journey and whatever changed. The history of New Year's resolutions. Okay, before we start, a quick quiz. The, the, the New Year's resolutions date back. 3,000 years, 2,312 years, or 4,000 years? Ah, I think I got you with the way I pronounce this long exact number. No, it dates back 4,000 years to ancient Babylon. The Babylonians um, did uh, celebrate this tradition during um, uh, Akitu. It was a 12-day New Year celebration, and I'm very sorry for butchering uh, the pronunciation of the Akito festival, so my apologies to all my ancient Babylonian listeners. <laughs> so, And at that time, they would just plant crops, uh, crown a new king, or pledge their loyalty to um, their current king, and make promises to the gods to pay their debt and return any borrowed items isn't this very interesting, huh? <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a New Year's resolution to me. And so basically what they believed is if they actually did pay their debt and did all of the good things which I promised their gods, that they would be looked upon favorably. And if they don't, they would be on the bad side of the gods. Which I don't think <laughs> that most of us want to make a pact with the gods about keeping our New Year's resolutions. I don't think that uh, so many of us would want to be on the bad side of ancient Babylonian gods. And um, then this tradition actually continued in ancient Rome. And some of you may know, um, January January 1st um, was only declared by Julius Caesar, actually, to be the start of the New Year. Uh, and it's supposed to honor... Janus, uh, and uh, this god, which whose name I probably also butchered, um, was a two-faced god. So one of the faces was looking backwards at the previous year, and one of them was looking forwards into the new year. And the Romans would uh, make sacrifices to this god, and obviously also promises for good behavior on the year ahead. See? So many New Year's resolutions. Um, even in the Middle Ages, knights would renew their vow to chivalry. <laughs> and how would they do it? Uh, they would place their hands on a live or roasted peacock. And it was called the annual peacock vow. <laughs> and it's basically them saying, like, yeah, I'm just going to keep upholding this um <clears throat> the ideals of chivalry for the next 12 months and um, what a time to be alive that's all I can say I mean they would just go into the room put their hand on a peacock and just go like yeah I'm, I'm just gonna be a good boy 
Anyways, I mean, but is it really that different to like getting in shape, getting organized, losing weight? I don't, I mean, why not? I mean, it's a little less hassle to get a peacock. Maybe if you like took the hassle of getting an actual bird into your house, you would be like, okay, now I gotta keep those vows. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, um, then it continued actually. And um, even in 1813 uh, already, there were jokes about New Year's resolutions and the tradition not only of New Year's resolutions, but also not keeping New Year's resolutions was already trending at the time. The article states, and yet I believe there are multitudes of people accustomed to receive and junctions of new year's resolutions who will sin all the months of december with a serious determination of beginning the new year with new resolutions and new behavior and with the full belief that they shall thus expedite and wipe away all their former faults and i mean humans surely never change and i think that um it is just funny that um this tradition has been going on for so long and it's funny that we as a society mostly in the western world have this festival of uh, christmas just right before where we all just pick out and eat and get each other so much stuff and spend lots and lots of money and then obviously the new year celebration itself i mean it's not <clears throat> going to church and praying i mean <laughs> people go all crazy and as they should right i mean why not celebrate whatever they've accomplished in the previous year but it's kind of ironic, isn't it? Uh, yet researchers show that 80% of people break their resolutions by the first week of February. <laughs> so that's why I'm bringing up this uh, episode today. And only 8% are successful in achieving their goal. Um, the most common um, the most common New Year's resolutions are eating healthier, exercising more and losing weight. I think the, all those three are very much related to people just being... Um, unhappy with their own body and as I said people in the previous three weeks were just eating and eating and eating and it's it's cold it's winter time you can hide all of this belly fat under warm coats who cares <laughs> and then um, it goes further on people often vow to save money and pay off debt to learn a new skill or hobby to travel more watch less tv read more find a new job volunteer with the charity start their own business quit smoking drinking less alcohol and spending more time with family and friends i think the last one is very much related to christmas because you're like oh man i really like those people or maybe also not <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but um then everyday life it's and obviously christmas is uh, very different where everyone really does have time um, and I think that we should get into some happy stories about people keeping their New Year's resolutions because why not? Everyone needs some motivations. So, in this segment, we will call Asking for a Friend. Usually, um, I would uh, bring in questions from uh, other people uh, on the topic but I think everyone knows how New Year's resolutions work the only thing we don't know is how to keep them so um, I will show you a few New Year's resolutions that have actually worked because we all need some positivity in our life and we all need some uh, good news Brent Brad 
sorry, <laughs> Brad 29 Toronto. I made a New Year's resolution last year to quit Facebook. Oh my God, congratulations, Brad. So brothers. Um, I just realized that Facebook stalking was eating up a lot of time that I could be using to interact with people instead of creeping on exes and old classmates' babies. Yeah, creeping on babies is pretty weird. <laughs> I'm not sure if it counts as keeping a resolution, but I haven't locked in at all and I don't plan on it. Yeah, Brad, that actually counts. Slow clap for you. Well, it was not a clap. I was just tapping against the door of my closet. <laughs> Um, yeah, congratulations to you, Brad. Paul Thompson from Manchester learned the piano as a child, but stopped when he left for college. After buying a cheap second-hand grand piano, he resolved to learn for an hour of the classical piano from memory. By autumn, he had it cracked. I'm in my 50s now, and I'm sure this is the only time I've managed to see a New Year's resolution through for the whole year. Uh, to do it without interruptions, I used to get up at 2.30 a.m. and even bought an electric piano to enable me to practice using headphones without waking the whole street. What? I, this is not... Stop playing yourself down, man. Paul Thompson, stop playing yourself down. Who cares if that's the only time you kept a New Year's resolution? You got up at 2.30 a.m.? Oh, my God. By autumn, I had it cracked. I could do for an hour from memory a variety of classical beauties, including sonatas by Haydn and Mozart. I know you guys call it Mozart. His name is Mozart. He was Austrian. They speak German. <laughs> well, a little bit. <laughs> I've done this for myself. I don't plan to be a professional. I don't have anything uh, like the time to devote to it, but I'm not satisfied, satisfied with uh, what I can do, and that's all there is to it, really. Thank you very much for sharing your story. Paul has vowed to continue playing uh, next year, saying I've added a couple more pieces to the list, and I'm working on those while trying to keep the remainder on the boil. Very nice. And last but not least, we have Eleanor Ball. She was tired of having the same meals in the same places and became worried big change would take over the restaurant world. So she resolved to eat at independent restaurants. That's a resolution I've never heard before. So I was excited to share a story. If you don't support local and smaller businesses, they will be driven to the wall and will lose some really exciting food. I think that's a good resolution for everyone to keep up, especially as we are going into the new year. And obviously the restaurant industry has taken a big toll. Um... She said for 2018 she plans to set a new resolution to extend her Bantu chain cafes. Oh, wow. I found that with a little extra effort, I could find places my friends were happy to try without them even noticing that I was avoiding chains. That's great. I've tried some really great new cuisines that I don't get from these chains. Oh, wow. Nice job. And so can you. Okay, friends, this was it for this week's episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and follow me on Twitter at Happy Sunday Baby. So let's finish this off with a poem. New Year's resolutions are a breath of fresh air, but as February comes, they are no longer there. Thank you very much for joining in and have a happy Sunday, baby. Mm -hmm.